Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is the last day of January, Tuesday, January 31st. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today, like I said, last day of January. Where in the world did this month go? It's flown by, dude. It's unreal. I mean, let's think about this. We brought in the new year, you know, being at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I can't believe that's been a month ago. It's It's unreal. It's flown by. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. We're we're into February. We're starting about spring sports. I feel like I feel like 2023 is almost already over, and we're only a month into it. Uh, right. January has yeah, January has flown by. Billy, today is National Hot Chocolate Day. I am in, especially some of that uh, incredible pulp lemonade hot chocolate. Oh. That's the only kind I want. Uh, I don't like the Swiss Miss like powdered packet stuff it tastes artificial um but yeah i will i will down some incredible pulp lemonade hot chocolate any day of the week uh i was actually looking forward to some incredible pulp lemonade or hot chocolate the other day when central played temple uh but that game was actually at temple uh not central um and uh, i went to central to try to watch a game that was at temple so that was a uh was a bit of an issue there we pulled, we pulled up, and I was like, man, there's nobody here. This is odd. I, I figured this place would be packed since it's Central Temple, you know, sort of two, I don't, I don't want to say rivals, but, you know, two local schools playing each other. It's always fun. Um, uh, yeah, and it was actually at Temple, and when I finally got to Temple, it was indeed packed. So, yeah, that was a that was a fun little thing that happened over the weekend. Today is also Eat Brussels Sprouts Day. Uh, pass. Pass. Really? Pass, 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 pass. Oh. We we fight in this household over who gets to eat the last Brussels sprout. Uh, oh. Yeah, you can you cannot make enough Brussels sprouts for for this house. We will literally fight over it. You can have mine. I, I absolutely love Brussels sprouts. It is it might be my favorite vegetable. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think now. It might be my favorite vegetable. We we Emily roasts them. She puts them on a. Puts them on a sheet and paints a little olive oil over them a little bit, and then salts and peppers them, and then roasts them in the uh, in the oven. Uh, they are fantastic. They are so good. I could I could literally eat about ten or fifteen pounds of those roasted Brussels sprouts she makes. All right, Billy. Last night, once again, Hawks fall on the road. They fall to the Trailblazers, uh, one twenty nine, one twenty five. No trade last night, but it wasn't offensive. Uh, you know, it wasn't the offensive firepower that we were missing from Trey. I, I guess it was the defense. I don't know. The defense was terrible last night again, and I don't know what's going on defensively with this team, but it's it's not getting any better. Um, they're, they've now lost four of their last five games. The road record is, is looking terrible right now, and unfortunately, they have the next, I believe, three or four on the road in the West Coast swing. Um, so that's... Uh, <laughs> 
you know, not a lot of positives, unfortunately, this morning, circling around the Hawks. DeJounte Murray last night had 40 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. Bogey had 23 points, seven assists, four rebounds. Uh, we're back below 500. We haven't won up in Portland since 2017, uh, which that blows my mind. I don't know how that's even possible. The only person uh, that was on this roster that was on that roster the last time we went up in Portland was, I believe they said John Collins. Uh, so that's a, uh, yeah, that's, that's not great. Portland last night shot 19 for 40 from three point land. I mean, they almost shot 50% and they almost made 20 threes last night. You, just, you can't win a game in the NBA playing that type of crappy defense. Dame Lillard had 42 points. 17 of his 42 were from the free throw line. He shot 17 of 17 free throws last night. Jeez. And look, I'm going to use a phrase that you like to use often. Uh, the, the Hawks defense was straight doo-doo. Um, last night, it was just unreal. Um, couldn't, couldn't get anything going. And the fact that, I mean, think about this. It it wasn't that long ago that we had a four-game, five-game winning streak going. Like, where was that? Where, how, where is that winning streak? You know what I mean? Gone out oh. the window. Oh, my gosh. Um, all the things that I used to say and all the things that got in the way, they've just gone out the window. Things, Murray looks good offensively. He continues to do well. You hate to see that Trey's out with a hot with a ankle sprain, um, but good lord, man, this is the first of a five game um, road trip, and we needed we needed something. And let's think about this too. Portland was lower in the standings than we are, and gosh, we just couldn't get anything going. Um, yeah, Dejounte Murray hasn't been good defensively for the past about two weeks. Um, he's not been terrible, but he's certainly not been what he was to start the season off. Right. Uh, and like I said, that, that brings us back below 500. We're now three games out of a playoff position, still in eighth place in the East right now. But I, if you're going against Portland, Portland's not a playoff team in the West. I mean, they now have the same, uh, they have one more loss than we do. They're 24 and 26. We're 25 and 26. Or a half game difference in between this. They're not a playoff team right now. So, it's, you know, I don't I don't understand our ineptitude at being able to play good against, I don't want to say bad teams because Portland's not a bad team, but teams that are similar to us. You know, even without Trey, like, I understand we didn't have Trey, but scoring last night wasn't the problem. It was our defense. Our, our defense was terrible, and Portland's defense wasn't any better. Portland had a 135 defensive rating last night, which is like 20 points above the league average. So, it's not like Portland played out of their skin last night, you know. So, I, I, dude, it's, I don't know. It's so it's so frustrating watching this Hawks, uh, this Hawks team at times, and it doesn't get any easier. We're at Phoenix, at Utah, at Denver, and at New Orleans. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe three of those four are uh, uh, actually they're all playoff teams. Suns are a playoff team. Pelicans are a playoff team. Jazz are a playoff team. It uh, it doesn't get any easier on this um on this four game this four game road trip nuggets right now are first in the west and they have arguably the best big man in the entire game so i i don't i don't know i don't know where we go from here the the trade deadline is looming and the moves we've made on the offseason have not you know they, they've not trans transitioned over in the regular season to sustained winning 
It's right. you know I like the I like the joke that basketball is a game of streaks and runs, and the Hawks are just as inconsistent this year as honestly they've been since 2015. I, it and I don't I don't know if if moving Collins is the answer. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it's frustrating to watch this team night in and night out and not get a consistent effort on offense or defense. You go into every single game with a massive question mark on everything because they are just so inconsistent. They can come out and score 130 points in four quarters, or they can come out and play great defense and hold the other team to 90. But it's not a consistent effort, and it's not a consistent thing. So you have no idea what you're getting yourself into every single night with the Hawks. You're right, and it's it's frustrating, as you said. I mean, especially as as a Hawks fan, and you know, I've said it consistently over the the course of this podcast. I've I've not always been a Hawks fan, but you know, I've. I've turned it on and, and tried to be a Hawks fan for this podcast, but and this this inconsistency does not help. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're consistently inconsistent. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you want it, you know, I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at the standings now. It's kind of crazy. There's only one. There's only, there's only three teams in the West that have a negative points differential. Good Lord. That's nuts. That's crazy. And we have the next four games against western teams so we're off tonight we play the uh we play the suns tomorrow i think so you know we'll we'll, we'll see where that goes I, I don't know that that's a um that's a prime time game or not prime time game but it's a nationally televised game at 10 o'clock on espn so we got phoenix utah denver and new orleans the road does not get we had uh two in a, in a span of four games we have two nationally televised games uh tomorrow against the uh, tomorrow against the suns and then next tuesday against the Pelicans on TNT. So hopefully we don't embarrass ourselves. Get Trey back. I don't know if he's going to be back on this road trip. High ankle sprain. Uh, Patrick Mahomes seemed to be able to play on it in a, a, a AFC championship game, but Trey can't play on in the regular season game. So we'll see. Billy, the uh, basketball region update. We are getting down to the nitty gritty for high school basketball here in our area. Most teams only have maybe a week or two left. And in those week or two, probably between two and four games left in the regular season. Uh, so we're getting down really close to the region uh, tournaments. And we have we have a couple teams that are vying to host the region tournaments in our area. Now, these girls' standings do not determine who hosts the region tournament. The boys' standings do. Uh, but the girls' standings do determine who's going to be the number one seed, number two seed, et cetera, et cetera, in the girls' tournament. Uh, so on the girls' side, the region update looks like this in single-A Division Two, Region 7B. Uh, Mount Zion's first right now with a perfect record of 4-0, and Bowden is third right now with 0-4. I believe they probably have two or three more games left in that region. Uh, region single-A D1 region four. Heard County is first at 2-1, and one, and Temple is second at 1-2. Both of those teams are very, very talented. Uh, in double-A region seven, Harrelson County is fourth at 4-6. Four in triple-A region four, Bremen is third at 7-4. That is... Triple A Region Six is an absolute gauntlet because Bremen is seven and four, and they're sitting in the third spot. And Bremen's girls are insanely talented. Yeah, it is. Uh, in in four A Region Five, or excuse me, in four A Region Seven, uh, Central right now is two and five. They're in fourth place. Central hasn't been able to really found a groove yet for their women's team. They're really they're also a really talented team, 
but I feel like they haven't. They're sort of like the Hawks. They haven't been able to string a bunch of uh, victories together, although it looks like they might have gotten on a roll after that Temple game this weekend. Yeah, consistently and consistent, right? Yep. Uh, in 5A Region 5, Villarica is 6-6, six and six, and they're sitting in the sixth slot. And then in 7A Region 2, Carrollton is 2-3, and three, sitting in that fourth slot. Uh, Carrollton has had some injury issues that they've had to deal with this year, so we'll see if they can overcome that uh, kind of here in the latter half of the regular season and going into the region uh, tournament. So On the, as of yep. right now, eight of our nine teams are in. In the region tournament? Yes. Like our, I think well, everybody makes the region tournament, right? Well, yeah, yeah, sorry. So, But they're, let's just say if, if the season ended before the region tournament, eight of our nine teams would be? Yes, in the state playoffs. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I, I would assume that two of them would host. I would assume Mountain Zion and Hurt County would host. I don't, I don't know how they determine who hosts state championship games in basketball for girls. Um, but is is with my limited knowledge, what I'm looking at here, Billy, is I would think Mount Zion would host and Hurt County would host a first round game. I would think. Too. Yeah. So uh, we'll see as the uh, region tournament unfolds on the boys side. The one that determines where the region tournaments are held. Uh, single A Division two region seven B Mount Zion is fifth and Bowden is sixth with two and three and one and five records respectively inside their division. Uh, in single A Division One Region Two, uh, everybody's tied for first. Billy, everybody, Crawford County, Lamar County, Heard County, and Temple all have a two and one record. All have one, two, and lost one. You know, a little, a little triangle. So everybody, I believe, is tied for first. There might be some tiebreakers, and they obviously still have some games to play. But yeah, everybody's tied for first right now in the division. Yeah, that's going to be fun down the stretch, isn't it? And I believe this week, or no, excuse me, next week. Next week is the last week for this, so we'll know for most of these by the end of next week what the region tournament's going to look like. But yeah, that that single A division or that single A D one region four is going to be very interesting. Two uh, A region seven, Harrelson County is sixth right now at three and seven, and Triple A region six, Bremen is zero and eleven, and they are in eighth place. And there is no reason that that Bremen team shouldn't have stolen a couple of games here and there. You look at that record just on the surface and you think, oh, an 11. Wow, they you know they haven't won a game. That Bremen team is competitive in every single game I've seen them play in. And the fact that they haven't been able to steal one or two region games here or there is, is really shocking. That's a team that when they get into the region uh, tournament, I'm telling you, man, if they get hot, they can make a run in that region tournament and shock a lot of people. Yeah, their defense is, is pretty solid. They just need to start hitting shots offensively and and and. Better offensive sets, I think, would be uh, would be better for Bremen. Uh, in 4A Region 7, Central Lions, 6-1. and one. They're in first place right now in that region. No surprise. Nope. Good. Nope. And I and I, I said this to the Sandy, Sandy Spiels Fall League, that that Central team is really good. They were just looking for the leadership part that JoJo Bell left. Uh, they were looking for that, that kind of upperclassman. And I'll be honest with you, Billy. I don't know if they found that yet. I know they're really good at basketball. I know they're really, really talented. I'm not sure if they found that JoJo Bell kind of leader yet on that team, but I can guarantee you that team is very, very talented and really good at basketball. Yeah, no joke. They really are. And, and Max Young, I'm telling you, I want to I want to get Max Young and Kay Costanzo together and have a three-point shooting contest because I think that would be phenomenal to watch. That would be so much fun. Let's do it. 
in in 5a region 5 villarica four and eight they are in seventh and in 7a region two Carrollton is three and two and they are in second uh Carrollton probably out of all the games that i've seen this year i would say that the Carrollton boys probably have the best defense i've seen out of all the basketball games i've seen this year that Carrollton boys defense is absurdly talented you think they're better than central's defense yes yes i do yep yep i, I think Carrollton's. i think central's offense is probably better than Carrollton's offense but defensively Carrollton, the the boys team is the best defensive team i've seen all year okay yep yep and that is your uh that's your basketball region update awesome Hey, uh, let's talk about Atlanta United real quick. Um, Atlanta United is set to sign Georgios Giomakis. Uh, according to the Greek journalist Johnny George Georgiopoulos. Uh, yeah, uh, these these Greek names are, are hard, man. Uh, Celtic will accept a revised transfer order offer of three and a half million pounds from Atlanta, including an eight and uh, eight hundred thousand pound um, in bonuses. Per George Georgiopoulos, Giocomakis will be brought in on a on a DP deal. Yeah, so the the designated player, and I think we have three that you can use, and I think we have one that is already spent um, on Almada. I think so. We're bringing we're bringing uh, we're going to call this guy George. Uh, we're going to come up with nicknames because I'm not going through that alphabet of a name. Uh, we're bringing Georgie in on a DP and I think we still have one DP slot open uh, and there is a guy in La Liga that we have been linked to but yeah this is this is not official yet but this has been leaked out by the um, by the Scottish side uh, Celtic um, so yeah interesting to see what this guy brings as a center forward he's a striker the only other striker we have on the roster right now technically is Jackson Conway uh, he, he's a fine guy but he's, he's not a starting striker so It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table for this team. Uh, they recently tied three three up in Chattanooga in a uh, preseason game. You know it was uh, mostly academy players and, and guys that are going to be on Atlanta United two playing. So it'll be interesting to see what we do in the preseason. We still need to sign a couple players and the uh, believe the European transfer market closes today. Um, then after that, the MLS transfer market stays open for a little while. So it'll be interesting to see if we get any deals coming down um, today and before the start of the season. In a couple of weeks, we'll have a dedicated Atlanta United podcast, weekly podcast for everybody to listen to. It's coming. Woo-hoo, that's coming. And uh, we also we have we haven't announced the uh, the other podcast. Have we still teasing that one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still teasing. We have another one that's in the works. Not announced yet. Uh, and then track talk will be back. Um in probably a couple weeks. I think we're two weeks, I think. The 13th or the 17th, I think we are, our, we're marking our first one. It starts this weekend. Yeah, sort of. Clash of the Coliseum. That's just an exhibition. Fun fun race, for sure. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, we've got nothing on there because outside of the Hawks game, uh, no high school games happened last night, so ah, nothing. I believe baseball starts next week, doesn't it? The regular uh, season? Yes. Yeah. I think high school baseball starts next week. We had oh. some, uh, oh, we had some, I will give you a high school baseball update. Um, we had some, uh, we had some spies. We had some scouts in the Carrollton uh, scrimmage last night yeah. uh, that I was getting text messages from. 
Uh, Cade Cosper apparently has put on about 20 pounds of muscle over the offseason. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. I got a text, and actually, it, all it said was, Cosper looks like a minor league baseball player right now. Yeah. Still in high school. He's still he's in high school. Good. Um, yeah, he's very good. Let's let's not forget who their coach was, or who their coach is. Okay. Uh, uh Chad, don't. I'm not sure. Not hundred percent sure. Yeah, Coach B. Coach B. <laughs> we love you, B. Let's let's not forget he came from Hurd County, and what do they what do they like to do in Hurd County? Uh, play soccer and lift weights. So lift weights. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big, the- big weightlifting. On the Smith's floor, covering games and events calendar for tonight. Girls basketball, Mount Zion's at Bowden. That's a huge region game. Um, that starts at 6. Southeast Whitfield at Central at 6. Bringold at Bremen at 6. Hurd County at Temple at 6. And Harrelson County at Murray County at 6. And on the boys' side, Mount Zion at Bowden at 7.30. Westlake at Carrollton at 7.30. Southeast Whitfield at Central at 7.30. Ringgold at Bremen at 7.30. Hurd County at Temple at 7.30. And Harrelson County at Murray County at 7.30. Villarica will face Oxford at 5 p.m. And that is your Smith's Four Coverings games and events calendar. That Hurd County at Temple game is going to be huge on the boys' side because of the way those uh, those schedule or those um, records are right now. That's every single region game inside Heard County and Temple's region. It's going to be so big. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Which games are we calling tonight? Are we doing Ringgold or Bremen? We are. We are doing Ringgold at Bremen. I will be out there, and I will be calling that game for Hometown Sports Media tonight. Awesome. Yeah, and then we got some we got some other games coming up next week and, and beyond that, so stay tuned and uh, listen in. We'll, we'll get as many games out there as we possibly can for y'all. Uh, you ready for another cup of coffee, man? Need one, bud. Need one bad. Let's do it. Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Last night, Billy Luka Doncic drops 53 in a Mavs win, uh, and he did a little chirping towards the Pistons assistant coaching staff, which I absolutely love. Yeah, I, I know this is going to sound really, really terrible, but I really wish we wouldn't have traded Luka. Listen, we've been there. We've done it. We've both agreed that we would rather have Luca over Trey, but Trey is what we have, so we ride with Trey. Yeah. So don't you go not riding with Trey on me. I know. Pick you off. Uh, Texas Tech rallies from 23 points down to top number 13, Iowa State in overtime. Iowa State had the ball with about 12 seconds left in the game, had four different looks at three to tie the game and didn't hit any of them. 23 points down, the Texas Tech Red Raiders come back and beat Iowa State in overtime. That's nuts, man. 23 points. 23 points down in college is a long way. That's that's game over, usually. No joke. <laughs> uh, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy tore his UCL in the right elbow, and he will be out for six months. Dude, he threw after he did that. Let's not yeah. this. He, I mean, granted, it was only one pass, but it was two passes. But still, he I mean, after this with a torn UCL, that's insane to me. 
Absolutely. What do you what do you think Brock Purdy's future looks like with with Jimmy G, Trey Lance? I don't know what their contract looks like over there. I think Jimmy G's out. I think his was a one year deal. Um, I don't really remember, but but I mean they have three quarterbacks in that roster that could legitimately go and start somewhere else in the NFL. You think two of them get traded? What do you think 49ers do over the offseason? I think they stick with Lance and Purdy, honestly. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where Jimmy G lands. Purdy might get traded. I, I don't know. That's an interesting situation to watch in the NFL over the offseason. Bengals Jermaine Pratt regrets reaction to Joseph Asai penalty. Uh, Pratt was screaming at him, walking into the locker room, uh, and, and he says that uh, he was you know, let the emotions get the better of him and that uh, he was in the moment and he said he was in the wrong. Dude, I get it. I mean, honestly, I, I'm not going to justify what Jermaine Pratt did, but I get it. <laughs> you won't justify it. I will. I would have screamed. The fact, that, the fact that Jermaine Pratt didn't put hands on Joseph Asai is, I would say that shows maturity. Because I would have beat the bejesus out of Joe Asai. Now, I would have waited until we got in the locker room, and I 1,000% would have started a fight with him. Right. 1,000% I would have put hands on him. 1,000%. Um, and I don't care that he said this. It's an emotional game. You're walking back into the locker room. Billy, you know me. I am not a fan of reporters. I am not a fan of media covering uh, these NFL or any athletes when they shouldn't be. And this is a point in time when they shouldn't be covering I don't want to hear sound bites from them when they're on the field. I don't want to hear sound bites from them when they are in the locker room. I don't want to hear these got you viral moments, these scum of the earth reporters sit somewhere where they shouldn't be and try to get this stuff. This this is this is their you know, this is in between these two players and this team. This has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with the, the public. This has nothing to do with any of the fans of this team. This is their business. This isn't our business. So I'm completely fine A with what happened. And if he wants to apologize, fine. If he didn't, that's also fine because this is none of our business, and I hate this crap. Yep. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, the reports that happen in the middle of games when you talk to coaches at halftime, I hate that. Get the hell out of their way. They're in the middle middle of their job. They're in the middle of their business. I hate that stuff, man. Uh, so you know, it, uh, Pratt was one hundred percent justified in saying this. He shouldn't have to come out and apologize to anybody but Osai if he feels the need to. And it shouldn't have to be a public apology either. This is between them two, and it's between the team. And I, you know, I, I hate when reporters stick their nose where it shouldn't belong. And if I was one of these players, I'd probably punch somebody. Yep. And, you know, that's, I, I just, it aggravates me to no end. Uh, the NFL, speaking of the NFL, they tell teams the salary cap will be $244 million next week. Or next, next year. 224. Yeah, sorry. I can't read. Um, this is a $16.6 million increase over the salary cap this year. Wasn't it at 198? Uh, 208. 208.2 this year, and it moves up to 224.8. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you take that 16.6 million. What does that make the Falcons cap number at now? Uh, like uh, 85? 80, 85, 86 million, something like that? Yeah should be a good offseason yeah it should be and and yeah. hopefully the harry fontenot company is ready to go because it needs to start happening very very quickly I'm trying to think of who they can sign go, go get lamar go get lamar uh today in 2015 billy the aforementioned atlanta hawks 
set a new NBA monthly win record as they move to 17 and 0 for January with a 91 and 85 win against the Philadelphia 76ers. I actually remember exactly where I was when this game took place. I was at the bar in uh, Douglasville at Gumbo's. I was up there at Gumbo's watching the Hawks game and having a couple drinks with my friend Thomas Harris. Yeah. Good times that team was really talented. God, that team was good. <laughs> you remember when the Hawks were good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it for a Tuesday, dude. You got anything else to add today? Nope. I am good. Let's get out of here. Ending the month of January, we will start February tomorrow. Uh, with the same absolutely fantastic sports coverage that you get here on the Morning 5. But until then, uh, he is Billy. I am Bryce. We will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!